Today's episode of the Bingers Assemble is brought to you by Pacific City Escrow. It has been a challenging time with COVID happening, but it's been a prosperous time. More houses are going on in the market. There's a lot of competition. You might even find yourself paying a little bit more to get a house. And you might see a proliferation of new companies out there. But when it comes time to close, there's one person you need to talk to. That's our friends over at Pacific City Escrow. Now check this out. They are the premier residential real estate closer in multiple states. They're local to California. They can they help out every state, but they're a California provider, California strong. They have several first-in-market technologies with a flat rate pricing model. Let's talk about those technologies, though. You have a e-closing platform that is powered by Proviso. Now, check this out. They're not just learning this. Like when you go listen to someone's podcast, and they don't, they're not like the benders where we know how to bend doing the remote. Right? We've been doing that before we ever came to COVID. Just like Pacific City Escrow has been doing e-closing platform, you don't even have to meet them, but you'll want to meet them. You don't have to meet them in person. You can do it all from the company of your home, and they have years of using this model. In addition, their flat rate pricing model, when you go out to Starbucks, you do not get charged extra depending on the car you have or who you are. So why should your escrow provider be like that? Pacific City Escrow brings you that flat rate pricing model. Check our friend Heather out over at PacificCityEscrow.com. Mike, I got to tell you, we got some upcoming news. Chris. A little bit delayed, but good. We got some up. We got some upcoming news. Look, first amongst them, weekly shift is finally returning in 2022. We would be piping in fake crowd noise if we were the kind of podcast that do that. But at Star Mountain Media Productions, we do not do that. But Pacific, uh, our, our good friends, Wet Weekly Shift, we will be having two episodes per week coming. You'll be getting a guest, and you'll be in a long form episode. So be on the lookout for that starting in 2022. Also, addition, I'm going to tease some things. Mike has an exciting. Um, opportunity that may be occurring. So be on the lookout for some new podcasts. I don't mean to spoil everything. And Mike is looking incredulous right now if you were to see him on the video screen, right? But all of that's yeah. coming up with Star Mo- Yes. I, I'm looking like a cross between Eddie Guerrero and Conan. He's looking a lot more like Conan if you've seen his physique lately. All right. Check this out. Mike, I don't know how to tell you this. Uh, family's coming in town. It's the holiday season. But. <laughs> I wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you were growing out of my ass. Home Alone 1 and 2. We ain't binge it. We're covering it. Up next. Assemble. It's your main man, Chris Wiggins. Glad to be here on a holiday holiday evening. Look, it, we're recording this here December 23rd, 2021. I am joined by my tag team partner and one of my longest, longest colleagues and uh, the mo- one of the more irritable people you can ever meet. But we love him. The brown sidewinder, Mikey Padilla. What's cracking, my man? What's up, guys? 
Listen, I'm over here. I don't know about irritating. Maybe I'm uh, entertaining, perhaps. Pes- uh, pesky. Pesky. I'll take that. Pe- yeah, pesky. I'm like yeah, I'm like Rajon. I'm like a young Ra- Rajon Rondo on the court. You know. I was gonna go like screech from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we look. We're doing. Look. I think we're doing our first ever uh, two person episode. Uh, some of our other resources are out. Look. We uh, mentioned that we're gonna see quite a few new things here at the Star Mata Media. That even includes to this show. So you might just see new personnel coming. Uh, but we wanna we wanna get get a few classics out of the way. Look. It's the holiday season here. Uh, and behalf of everyone at the Bridgers Assemble, uh, that includes uh, Scotty, who isn't who isn't able to make it today. But also, uh, Mikey Padilla, we want to wish you all a happy holiday. Yes. Scott sends his regards. Uh, he's, he's somewhere in Ohio in the woods. Yeah, um, I think, he, yeah, he's getting, he's passed out due to a ton of Nagasaki, just eggnog and, <laughs> eggnog and sake. He's just absolutely killing it. He told me he was looking for Bigfoot. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, dude, man, it must be alive. Uh <laughs> So check this out. Look, we wanted to. Uh, we we uh, we all were. We have a really group chat that we will uh, be on like quite a bit, and then we'll randomly just stop uh, messaging, usually because we piss one of the one person pisses another person off, or one person Scott. pisses three people off. Okay, or two people piss two people off. Who knows? Um, but we discussed we need to do a holiday movie, and I have watched this movie a few times the last uh, three weeks. Um, not that I haven't seen it before, but I thought, you know what? What better holiday movie than something like Home Alone? Number one, I didn't want to do any like uh, Frosty the Snowman or any of this stupid little drummer board crap or whatever. Uh, and I thought it might be a too re- too much of a reach if people were to see us do Lethal Weapon or see us do uh, Die Hard because some idiots don't think that that's actually a Christmas movie. So I figured, why don't we do one that's just completely deeply rooted in Christmas and something that I've known for basically my entire existence. That's Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2, which we're going to be covering. Yeah, we're not going to waste our time talking about the other ones because they're trash. Yeah, what's the third one when Alex D. Lenz is in it or whatever? Absolutely terrible. Um, So, look, we're covering covering Chris Columbus's classic. That's Home Alone 1 and uh, and Home Alone 2. Um, Released, uh, first one released November 16th, 1990. uh, Just a little bit before the holiday season, even before the Thanksgiving season. Um, The sequel released November 20th, 1992. Uh, I guess Chris Columbus really loves... November releases for these movies. Um, this was a seminal uh, Christmas movie when I was growing up. Uh, movies were made on budgets of 18 million and 28 million, respectively, between Home Alone One and Home Alone Two, grossing 476 million and 350 million, uh, respectively. Let's start this out, okay? Are these Christmas movies, Mike? Absolutely, absolutely okay, Christmas movies. First of all, it takes place during Christmas, and I feel like as kids. As we're watching these these movies taking place, you know, uh, Lost in New York, you know, you've got a lot. So even even the first one, um, they're playing the Christmas music, uh, you know, just the the ambiance of the movie is Christmas yeah. related all over. Also, fuck anybody who says that Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, is is Lethal Weapon a Christmas movie? Ooh, that's a good one. I am going to say no. Oh, good lord. You're one of those, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, look. They, they, they have... When else... What other time of year do they sell Christmas trees? That's true. That's a good point. I mean, it takes place during Christmas. You're right. Yeah, and also, what other movie starts out with... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, doesn't it start out with Brenda... The Brenda Love song? When they're in the car? Yeah. No. When when the girl falls uh, falls out the building, right? It's like... I have a hot, uh, 
the brand, oh, what's yeah. the yeah right, yeah, and then, yeah, right and then, yeah. I mean the music changes pretty ominously for uh, important reasons right but yeah that, that, that's definitely that's definitely a Christmas movie look for me uh, Home Alone was a both of these were Christmas movies in a sense they're released pretty close like we said November sixteenth November twentieth releases. Released pretty close to Christmas time, deeply in the holiday time, you know, right around the time when Mike stops doing work but keeps collecting paychecks and everything. Uh, and on top of that, the I think the first thing that they that we learn in the in uh, when these like, if you go to Home Alone One, the first thing that we learn is that they're going to they're they're going to be leaving to go to Paris for Christmas. And you see what do you call it? You see Christmas trees everywhere. You see the nativity sets and the. You know, all the little drummer boy stuff at the church and blah, 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 right? And then Home Alone 2, look, there's a giant Christmas tree. It's Christmas, right? Like, I, uh, Would you believe I actually saw Home Alone 2 before I ever saw Home Alone 1? I believe that. Okay, did you, was that the same case for you or what? No, nah, I saw the first one. Okay, yeah, so I, all right, so here, I'm going to further this, and this is going to make me look like even more of an asshole. Um, I saw Home Alone 2 maybe about 10 times. It took me until the sometime of the year 2000 to ever watch the first Home Alone. Oh, damn. Yeah. I, I thought, for me, like I don't know. Look, around this time, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 comes out. So it's unfathomable to go play Sonic the Hedgehog 1. Um, and it, it, I don't know. Something about sequels, I just thought that that meant that it was going to be better. And then I would see like random clips of Home Alone 1. I go, what the hell? He's not wearing his beanie. And like this seems so small and confined. I had no interest in seeing it, you know? Um, coming out of that, the, like coming out of that, it, upon the rewatch, right? Uh, I or sorry, not upon the rewatch, but upon the first watch, I go, you know what? Uh, this is some real magic in this first one. Um, I'm gonna make this e- me look even like more of an asshole. Okay. I did not watch this movie, uh, the first Home Alone, all the way through until when I started watching them three weeks ago. <laughs> wow. I knew about like the I knew truth the comes first- out. Yeah, I knew about the first scene, and I knew about the uh, firecrackers, and we'll get into some of this later, but I knew about the firecrackers and the uh, st- the filthy animals thing. But back when I was 20, if you quoted uh, you filthy animals, I would not have gotten the reference. Legendary quote, by the way. Le- yeah, definitely legendary quote. Um, yeah, so look, like let, I want to, you know, we ask this a lot, right? What, what, what was your thought about, like, you know, you saw these when you were younger and everything. What were your thoughts upon first seeing both of these? Um, I mean, it's, it's nostalgic, man. Like as a kid growing up in the nineties, I think everyone fantasized about setting booby traps for like thieves, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like just the toys that he got to use. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a grumpy older person now, but I feel like the, definitely grumpy. the scene. Yeah, definitely grumpy. The scene around toys right now is, isn't what it used to be. You know, we used to see commercials on TV all the time where they're promoting the Nerf guns, the super soakers, you know, the train sets and all kinds of, you know, different, you know, toys that were coming out that were like the latest and greatest that you needed to have. And I feel mm. like we got to see a lot of that with Kevin McAllister, where he was essentially like having all these toys and using them to his advantage. And I remember um, the voice recorder was like a big deal uh, in the early yeah. 90s. That that like the commercial round that was centered around Kevin McAllister and like everybody wanted to have it. You think about it now, it's like, it's a stupid toy, right? But having it in that movie, I think, like, just blew it up, and I feel like everybody needed to have it. So just, that's what I mean by, like, the nostalgia behind it. Like, needing to have those toys, and just, you know, wanting to do more with them than just playing with them, setting booby traps, and just, you know, fucking with people. Yeah. 
No, I, you know, I think like for, for me, and again, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to speak pretty uh, referentially. I'll speak a lot about number two, right? But I'm definitely going to spend quite a bit of time on one. Uh, for myself, it was all about the, the abandoned building and just going balls to the walls. And I was like, this is cool. This guy, this kid is creative. This is funny. This is uh, like I didn't know that I was watching like a real life at the time. I didn't know I was watching like a real life Tom and Jerry. Um, I remember the first time I watched it, I go, "Oh, this is pretty interesting. How the heck did he get left here and get sent to New York?" Right? And I didn't understand some of the scenes where they're like, "Oh, well, this has happened before." Right? What the hell are they talking about? You know? And every time upon rewatch, you know, in the '90s, you didn't have something comes on cable, right, Um, or satellite TV that you get from the swap meet or something like that. You know, you're lucky to, I mean, you know, you have to wait and sit through it. And I'm just like, all right, I don't care about this pigeon lady. I want us to hurry up and get to, they're in the house and the giant, I don't know what that black column or whatever. I was like, I want to get to this part, right? And I want to get to the bricks and all that, you know? And then just with me watching part one recently, like all the way through, I was absolutely blown away. The level of filmmaking in this um, and the... I think that the, the sort of creativity of the idea, right, and how they walk through it, there's there's a bit of plausibility in the fact that you could, if you have that many brats and rugrats running around, right, and you've stuck this kid in the attic, you know, there's a realism around, all right, you know, I can forget about uh, one kid or whatever because I'm stressed out and we're late and everything like that, you know, and also on top of that, the level of this is how a family is. Like, it's easy to go the route of, Hey, we're step we're step families like step by step does right, and so we're gonna be feuding and blah 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 right, you know. But the reality is a lot of sort of nuclear families or what have you um, are similar to hey, there's dissension, there's beef, you get in arguments over the holiday, you know. That was one of the more real things that I that I liked about the film, and then I think that sort of the I was critical of this upon first watching it, but the there's a realness to like it once you consider the fact that kevin is not like even though he's able to do all these weird traps and everything that he is a child there's a realism to the fact that okay it is plausible that all these opportunities where he could have been safe he would avoid it right like with the police officers and etc etc you know being afraid and thinking that he wished his family away like you see that this is a kid who thinks that uh santa has a bunch of helpers or whatever and that so santa's still real right so there's an innocence to him so it's it's plausible that he thinks okay i'll get in trouble if they understand that i wish my family away right or that i've been just doing all this crap in the house you know yeah that's a good point um so look the movie uh would you believe this was filmed it took 83 days to make this film um filmed in the spring of 1990 i think uh wrapped up around may 5th or something like that uh 1990 uh, so the actual house is a, is a house. It's actually used by quite a few John Hill, uh, sorry, John Hughes films. Um, this over in Winnetka, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. We need Scott here for the Midwest pronunciations, but Winnetka, uh, Illinois. Um, then the actual intern in, uh, what do you call it? Internal scenes were filmed on the soundstage that they built inside of the swimming pool of a high school out in Illinois. Uh, that's in the Chicago land. So look, I would have thought, like, uh, you know, in my, you know, not naivety because I watched number one uh, at the beginning. I would have thought that that all of this was on a soundstage and that the house is just like a fake one or what have you. But when you look at, like, pictures of the new house, it's pretty, inter- it's pretty interesting to think uh, 
it's pretty interesting to think that hey, that that's something that's actually there. And I you know I wonder what obviously what the inside of the house looks like. Uh, Can you imagine but, living in that house? Like how many people probably pull up on you? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh big time. Well, and like I think that the house actually. Uh, Another thing with that house as well, it is, uh, it was used in, apparently it's, it's at, uh, I'll just say the address, I really don't care, 67, 671 Lincoln Avenue in Winneka, Illinois, but it was used in the Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, 16 Candles, Plane Trains, and Automobile, She's Having a Baby, and Uncle Buck. So, obviously, Man, they use it in that many movies? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't, buy, yeah, don't go buy that house. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, 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 what studio made it? Made the movie. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, I've got uh, 20th Century Fox. So I wonder if they just own the property because I mean to use it that many times. Yeah, I think that it's. I think that is just a John Hughes thing, most likely. Uh, since all like all those other movies were John Hughes films, so I think that's where it uh, comes from. Okay, so in terms of look, in terms of filming, 83, 83 days. So the film stunts were, you know, I get apparently. Look, you can imagine with this, right? With the stuff they were going through. Uh, the stunts were all, all actual, like, happening to people. Um, so they used, like, various safety harnesses to get these done. And uh, essentially, what do you call it? Uh, so they used safety harnesses, right? But then they decided that they would get rid of all the safety harnesses deep in the production. Uh, I, I want to spend some time on this bike, uh, to be honest. Um, and the, you know, Columbus said that essentially that... You know, if they did a stunt, uh, you know, if they did a stunt, what do you call it, uh, that wasn't funny or whatever, they look at it and they think, okay, I, I hope this person didn't die or anything. Okay, and apparently, what do you call it, there, during one of the rehearsals as well, uh, I guess, uh, where, what do you call it, uh, Harry, it, Harry bites, uh, bites Kevin's finger, um, the, he actually did it. Uh, and hey, the tarantula, right? What's up? Yeah. And so, yeah, and so there's that, so I guess Macaulay Culkin actually still has a scar and everything. I yeah. find that interesting. Like, uh, you know, look, you're a kid, like, I like tarantulas when I was little, but I was also weird. Uh, so, I, you know, it's like weird. It's, I guess if you go up by the guys that Macaulay Culkin's not, him as an actor is not as young as he's portrayed in the film, maybe he'd be like, okay, I'm cool with a tarantula, but you think, all right, no, I'm not letting this stupid tarantula bite me and crap like that, you know? But uh, let's get back to this, so the stunt portion of it, right? Speaking directly on part one, does that fly today? Number one, the actually doing these stunts, like because there's no sleight of hand, right? It's the camera tricks are just essentially let's uh, let's edit it so that we've got uh, Joe Pesci and uh, what do you call it? So we got Joe Pesci and uh, Daniel uh, Daniel Stern in or so. Does these do doing these kind of actual live stunts? Does that happen? What do you call it? Uh, can that still happen to real? Or, like, can that still happen today? I mean, I don't think so, and I hate to use the movie Rust as an example, but I feel like so many situations have happened in the past where people have severely gotten hurt, mm -hmm. and not just stunt doubles, but also actors. I mean, uh, we remember Tom Cruise breaking his ankle, filming a stunt for uh, Mission Impossible, you know, and like, that type of shit can really set you back on production, because now these people are hurt, and one, if they have to heal, you know, in this case for Home Alone, they filmed it on 83 days. Imagine now, you know, Pesci or Stern get hurt, and now they're pushed back a month. You know, that's yeah. money that you're losing at this point. And I feel like now we've just become more, like, tech-savvy to not have to really do live stunts. You know, yeah. you can wear camera angles, and, you know, you have computer graphics. So I don't think it's as necessary for the sake yeah. of people's health. 
Okay. So here's what's... You, you, tell me if you find this disturbing. Um, one of... What do you call it? Uh, uh, so... One thing that came out is that when 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 uh, they're when they're interviewing what do you call it? Uh, I think this was in an article by uh, Alan Siegel or whatever. It's just probably about eight years back or so. Uh, so there, I think they were interviewing uh, Chris Columbus, and one of the things that yeah, he had talked about. Uh, and this was with, sorry, it was with the Vanity Fair in 2013. So one of the things is that they said that uh, the production designer John Mudo and Chris Columbus had said that. You know, when they were doing it, they were saying this is going to be a kid's version of Straw Dogs. Have you seen Straw Dogs? No, I've never seen it. Okay. Uh, they did a remake, but it's a, basically that torture porn movie, uh, similar to, like, I Spit on Your Grave and stuff like that, or uh, Last was it Last House on the Left or what have you. Gotcha. Uh, look, they, so they wanted to go for brutal gags, you know. Yeah. Uh, and look, you know, what do you call it? So, you know, Troy Brown um, and Troy Brown was the stuntman for uh, Joe Pesci. And then Le uh, Leon Delaney was the uh, stuntman for Daniel Stern. I'm saying his name. It's Daniel Stern, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. What but, do you want to call him? Howard Stern? Well, yeah, it's just like, well, I feel like, well, it's like, I, I feel like I'm going to say David Stern at each point, you know, but yeah, Daniel Stern. And I always get him confused with uh, Chris Elliott. Oh, David Stern. Shout out to the commissioner. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, apparently, look, so all the, uh, all the, what do you call it? Uh, you know, all of the, all of the stunts directly wanted to, they couldn't rely on CGI or whatever for any of this. So all the stunts were live stunts. I, I, I just think that this is bizarre in every capacity that they're like, cause you look at some of the things, right? Um, this, this, this movie taught me what pulley systems were, you know? That's um, a good point. And like, yeah. And so you're thinking about this. It's like, Okay. To do even uh, to do any of the things right, where you know you're like falling on the ice or whatever, and there's cement there, like crap like that, you know. Uh, I, yeah, I, and like number two, and like number two, it's it's t it's ratcheted up in every capacity, you know. Um, I <laughs> just the what do you call it? And like the production budget only jumped by like ten more million uh, as well. But like the fact that they're like they're doing this stuff or whatever, it, it does venture on the grounds of torture porn. And like talking about number two, look. I, I, we're going to get in this a little bit later in terms of how we rank the movies and all. But when you think, like, what were your thoughts on number two when you watched it? Number two was cool. I mean, I feel like they, watching it now, it's like they ran with an idea that was good and then tried to flip the script. You know, like, mm -hmm. how the fuck are you going to lose your kid twice, right? The first one, it's believable. Okay, cool. You guys are going to Paris and, like, yeah. you know, you're in a hurry and you're stressed out. You're caught up, but happened a second time and the second time they're going to hawaii and he ends up in new york you know so like as a kid it was like oh shit this is dope who the fuck oh bauer is here all the way back from ohio bauer what's up man Yo, yo, yo! I mean, I don't know if the car crash did me justice. I'm the one who avoided the crash, obviously. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. As we learned in Days of Thunder, okay. you drive toward the crash. Well, Bauer, <laughs> Bauer what, uh, so what are your thoughts on, on Home Alone 2 and sort of some of the stunts that were done in that? So, my... I think the thing that I... I, I realized this before... Um, and I don't know if you all chatted about it. The Home Alone 2, what was funny was that the whole 
premise, it's not his house. It's not the McAllister home as we know it in Chicagoland. You know, the one that is, uh, that's the one I've had my eye on the whole time. Uh, this is actually the uncle who paid for their trip in France, the anonymous uncle that we never met. This was his uncle's home, and obviously they're not there anymore. This uncle doesn't exist, is my is, is first and foremost, my opinion. Oh, so um, the, the Bauer <laughs> Internet conspiracy theory was, was moved up to the very beginning. <laughs> We're just going to jump straight to it. Yeah. Uh, so about the but about sort of the gags and sort of the stunts, you know, they did live stunts for the Home Alone movies. What are yeah. like? What what are your what is your perspective on watching Home Alone two and seeing how things are? I don't know ratcheted up really. Yeah, they had to take it up a notch, obviously. Um, but I liked how they they kind of threaded the needle between an homage to the original, but More knowing than homage. That, yeah, but 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 knowing that they had to uh, to step it up, you know, it's New York, it's the big city, um, and so remember when they when remember when they knew the, about the paint cans, mm-hmm. and then they knew about oh the next the third thing's coming. He had a fourth thing, obviously. <laughs> like it's just um, but it was good. It was it, I mean I think right this this really cool amazing loft that was who knows how rich are these uncles? This thing was like. Back then, like a seven million dollar loft home in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I think that uh, the actors also um, sold it better. I think I think Kevin knew his character better. I, I, honestly, this might sound crazy. I think it was better than the first in oh, terms wow. of stunts. In terms of stunts. Okay. Yeah. Look, you know, I for me, I you know, I told Mike at the beginning of this, I I didn't see Home Alone one in full until recently, um, and I'd seen Home Alone two probably about twelve plus times before I ever saw the first one, um, and so that was my that was my my that was my entry into all right. This is what I'm gonna expect, right? Upon like when, when comparing the two, like uh, number one, Home Alone two, I I you know I, I don't like it as much now. And part of it is just, I said this a little earlier, it seems very Tom and Jerry-esque, where... That's a good point. These guys should just die. What's he going to do if he gets them? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, they, well, they do, like, they do catch them, right? And, like, uh, and... Well, them, yeah, but briefly, him, right, like... Okay, yeah, and, and it's like, like, some of these, like, these guys should have CTE at the very least, you know? If not... Like they've suffered traumatic brain brain injuries through two films, and then who knows what happened to them while they were in prison, right? Or when they were being out of seemingly, what did they get out of a dump truck in number two? Yes. Okay. So, well, I heard uh, I heard Daniel Stern's family is going to donate his um, his brain to science. Okay. Yeah. Through <laughs> all the head injuries suffered. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that like part of like so part of that was uh, it, part of that, and it, and like they just they, they seem more oafish oafish as well. Which, as like you know, they haven't learned anything. They and like I thought it was realistic in the sense that, you know, they're going all right. Well, let's not worry about the kid. He's, something's gonna happen to him in, in Central Park or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, I feel like Donald Trump probably put that line in there. Like you know, don't remember that's the Central Park Five's there. Add that to the script. You know. But anyways, yeah. uh, <laughs> he put it. Know, he put an ad out in the newspaper about it. Yeah, you know, like hey, just put this in the script. He goes, we can get those guys finally. Anyhow, but. 
like yeah upon rewatch i was just like this is just implausible and i see that it was it's like i felt that the mask was just about as realistic in terms of the gags and the <laughs> stuff that happens right <laughs> Just like this, the number two was cartoonish. Like the stunts were cartoonish. And all right, I, I want to touch on something Scott had said. What the fuck did Uncle Frank do for a living? Absolutely nothing. Really? What? Okay. Then how does he like? Okay, I've been to Paris because I've like I had a company. You know, I, I told Scott one time. You know, I was like, "Hey, I'm coming back from Kenya. I got a 12 hour layover." And I was like, "Hey, should I just go out in the Paris?" He goes, "Yeah." And I go, "All right, I'll do it." Right? Yeah, I remember that because um, you asked me if you should do it, and I was yeah. like. Yeah, if you wanna if you wanna be a fuckboy and, and take the typical Instagram photo and, and be a Kevin McAllister, do it. Okay. I don't know that he took a Paris photo, but yeah. Um, well he never made it out. That's 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 what I meant by be oh, okay. Kevin McAllister right. doesn't like, you know, disappear. Okay, alright. So yeah, um but look, anyway, so my point around that, right? Like I using a free ride for the trip to Kenya, I was able to go to Paris. Other than that, I know Paris would be very expensive because that train wasn't very cheap, right? So they take how many siblings are there? Are there th- does McAllister have what three or only two or three siblings? Uh, three, three right? Because it's four kids total. It's, it's four kids. Okay. Buzz, it's the sister, and then it's the little brother, uh, Fuller. Okay, no, gotcha. no, no. Fuller's the cousin. Fuller's it's a little the, piss it's kid, the right? Older. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're it's right. The That's the older. His little cousin. Correct. It's the older sister who's brunette. That's Lenny, who's right? Count, right. Yeah. Who's counting them? Right. She in in number one. Hey, yeah. in charge of hey. the head count. Don't lie, bro. You had a crush on her, didn't you? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> all right. So, okay. So, there's... All right. So, it's Jeff... It's Je- all right. It looks like it's Jeff, Lenny, Buzz, and then... Who's the other kid? And then there's Megan, right? Megan. Yeah, it's nothing like a mate having a Megan. Two as sisters, older, sister. yeah. older brother. Correct. <laughs> oh, right. okay. So, well, it looks like he has two older brothers, though. Yes. Yes, okay. the red-headed one. All right, so there's five of them, and then they're... Kevin, then... you're such a disease. Okay, so there's Yo, five is, of them. Are they a big Midwestern family? Because, like, I feel like that's a big family for a white nah. American family. Nah. I had six. Total. All right. Yeah, I don't know how many I have, but we're not from the Midwest, so... <laughs> uh, what do you call it? Yeah, I... So, okay, so they take all of... The, they take those five plus the two parents, and then... Uncle Frank is uh, not Uncle Frank. Uh, wh- who's the curmud- oh, Uncle Frank, right? So it's Uncle Frank, um, and then not his house. He has no. Not his, okay, so it's another right. uncle that they're going to visit yeah. in Paris, right? What's that uncle's name? I don't even know that they know. They mentioned it the first time. He uh, Rob, Uncle Rob, Uncle Rob. Rob I think. Yeah, Rob, okay, Uncle Rob. Yeah. Okay, so they're going with Uncle Frank and however many kids he has, and then it looks like some of Uncle Rob's kids are there at this house, and they're all flying to Paris. Uncle Rob seemingly paid for all this crap, right? Yeah. What yeah, he, did he's the baller. He, okay, what did Uncle Rob do for a living, guys? Liaison uh, for Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, uh, Mike, what did... Okay. I'm going to say that he was Gordon Gecko's protege. Okay. Look, so is there any chance in this? I think we said the same thing. (laughs) Okay, so is there any chance that he was involved in organized crime, and that's why the uh, bandits wanted to go get his brother's house? No, absolutely not. No, okay, no, okay, absolutely not. He was, he wasn't, he, he just didn't strike me as a type. No, the bandits. No, but we never saw Uncle Rob though. 
I yeah, but I'm saying like you. based on the family, you know what I mean? Because like, yeah, have they all had like you know the Chicago Italian accents? You know, like, hey Kevin, get over here. You know, at that well, point. I didn't say it was Italian organized crime. There's others. Come on, bro. There's Who else? Irish. There's Irish. That's well, there's that's e- a good point. There's yeah. East B more. Yeah, like there's <laughs> I- you don't think there's Irish people in Chicago, Mike? Yeah, well, I mean, like they definitely had like their Mike's syndicate. No, 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 no. They had their syndicate in the early 1900s. No, no, no. You are being racist. Nah, absolutely not. He I'm said, saying no, like, no. do you guys want to know who... why the Irish games never really succeeded very well? Okay. The... I mean, outside they of like Whitey, not... Whitey Bulger. Right. Well, yes, exactly. But he was like very much famous for being Irish, but not so much famous for being a monster. Like he was famous for being like uh, Godfather. Tom was Irish. They looked down on them. And I'm not saying this is right. I'm just giving history lessons. But like... This is uh, a new segment, everybody. History lessons from Bauer. Yeah, exactly. So you know the saying, like, don't get high on your own supply? The Irish could never figure that out. Mm. All right. So uh, another episode of Drunk History with Bauer. Yeah, I thought that... Pretty much. I thought Hagen was a German... They said he was German-Irish in the movie, though. Tom Hagen, yeah, no, I, exactly. I, but I they just, called them. So if you read the book by Fuzo, they call, yeah. they they didn't talk about it in the in the movie actually, but it okay. was the book Fuzo. They called them the Irish Gang. Okay. The main no, fam- in, the, in the movie they talked about it because um, oh, did they? Sonny Sonny mentions it. Yeah, he says. Oh yeah, he does. I found this. You, you my no, Irish, I think yeah. I think uh, Michael mentions it. He's like, Michael my brother does. Sonny found this kid, and then uh, my dad, my father adopted him and put him through law school. Yeah. Okay. But to make him consigliere and not him be Sicilian was a massive thing. And the fact that he was Irish was like the closest thing. Then, as Joe Rogan would say, I'm going on. Nah, we ain't, we ain't quoting his ass. Nah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. going to cut you off right there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, look. Uh, all right. So, I want to get I want to get to this part, right? So, let's talk about number two. Uh very famous scene in the movie. Donald Trump's in it. All right. The celebrity in chief. Yeah. Okay. Why was Donald Trump looking at him so weirdly after he gives him directions on where to go? Because here's what we don't remember about Donald Trump, because we know Donald Trump, the total uh, waffler and sycophantically like, Losing all sense of worldview and identity. Let's skip to the character of the movie. Sure, right. that's my point. Like that's how everybody knows him now. Then Donald Trump was an icon, right? Like he's got his name all over these buildings. He's got like the he actually really ideal, like in the same way that the King Queen of England do. Like in America, we do that to billionaires, like people with money. And so Donald Trump was that for New York. Like, he was that face. So he was essentially royalty. Now, the thing is, Americans used to take that and not be political. And that's the big difference. And that's how, what people don't really like. So unlike the answer to this question. No, no, no. My point (laughs) is of that, is that that is why it's an iconic scene. Because that is new. So my point is now taking that. Donald Trump is New York. Kevin was there for two weeks and gave him directions. That's why he looks surprised. Okay, well, no, no. Donald gave him directions, though. And, like, if you look at it, he goes, it's right over there. And then 
Kevin goes, thanks, and he runs off, and then Donald, like, turns around, and he's, like, keeps looking at him for some reason. And if you, and, like, I have this other question, right, and this relates to this scene. You think he's chasing tail or what? I don't know, but Tim Curry gets off the phone. His character gets off the phone, and he tells, what, uh, he he tells the bellhop, hey, pay attention to that young man. What was going on in that scene that everyone was surprised by Kevin's being at this hotel? Like uh, that, that like watching that, it, like I re- rewatched this uh, a few different times. Uh, not like I'm just like, hey, well, let's keep going. To, let's fast forward to this scene, right? But I'm like, what? Like it seems odd, right? Someone's asking for directions. You turn, you go, you go over there, and then you turn around, right? And you watch them run off. And you have a confused look on your face, and then the bell, and then the hotel manager is decides to get off their phone because they see you at the hotel. What was going on there? Maybe you just ran the opposite way, like he said, turn left, and then you just turn right. Okay, Mike. What do you think? Um, well, I definitely think that the manager what was his name Mr. Hector, right? Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. Tim Curry. So he was afraid of getting fired, you know. Okay. Well, 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 why would he think he's getting fired just because the kid is there, though? Because that was well. Because this, this is, is before he like he checks in the hotel. He gets off the phone. He goes, "Pay." He goes, "I want you to pay special attention to that man," or something like that. I was gonna say. Um, this was before his signature "You're fired" line. That that was. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. Maybe he took his hotel room. Like maybe Trump was like, "I not obviously want the VIP suite, the honeymoon suite," and like Kevin had it. Okay, well, it's just like he meet he he just meets him and then he's like super. They're both super invested in what this young man's presence being there, right? And I, I just thought it was. Uh, I don't know if it was just. Chris Columbus just had told him, hey, just act like this or whatever. But it Yeah, it's a directorial choice to give Trump, like, a scene with, like, three seconds of just his face or whatever, I think. Okay, right? all right, yeah. And then I, I'm still, yeah, I don't know what Tim, Tim Curry was just weird from the get-go. Because I never picked on that, picked well, up Tim on that Well, Tim Curry's going to Tim Curry, you know Okay, I mean? all right, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> is he the he's... original, uh, is he the original Goldblum? Yeah. All right. Yeah, all Absolutely. right. Absolutely. So let's get into let's get into some awards here. All right, um, all right. We're gonna start at look. We're gonna I'm gonna start out. Uh, we're gonna start out with a best trap. Ooh, I got one. I got one. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna have to say my favorite trap. So in in Home Alone one, you guys will remember when like Kevin comes out with the BB gun and he shoots. Um, he the characters in, in, into the laundry. What's that? Like the characters into the laundry. Yeah, and he shoots him with the BB gun, and like right. the, basically in like you know the groin, mm-hmm. the groin area. But I think like in the '90s, BB guns were such like a hot commodity yeah. toy. Like everybody in the hood wanted to have BB guns, and so I think like for, upon seeing that, it was like shit. I got to get one, you know. Before people started shooting people in the eye and like fucking it up for everybody else. Bro, we live two different worlds. I had a BB gun when I was like seven. Oh, that's ironic. <laughs> yeah, and like I had a BB gun always. Like I identified with that so much. I I was talking about when he started in the beginning of the movie where he was like, "This guy's a boss." Aim and like hit the characters, like the plastic characters, into the laundry, and then hit the spatula that was holding the laundry chute up, which is hilarious because they had a laundry chute, which is like a very Midwest thing. But anyway. The cool kids wanted twenty-two rifles to like go kill shit, like for survival. 
Well, I mean, not really. Like, we had laundry shoots. But, like... <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure But they wanted there. to, like, shoot a deer or whatever. I'm yeah. sure you were out there hungry, like, I'm gonna go shoot a squirrel. Yeah. Yo, well, yeah, absolutely. I'm not from West Virginia, bro. <laughs> like... Okay, so, Scott, what's the best trap? Oh, interesting. Um... I want to say something from two. The the reason two was great was exactly what we talked about. Tim Curry, I think, the best, but we'll get to that later. Um, I think from one, my favorite scene that I always remember forever, um, and I'm cheating because it's kind of two. What but was his use of ice in the physical comedy around it? Like, yeah. especially Harry going down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, like constantly. Yeah. Can I also give a shout out to the micro machines? Like when he put them oh, yes! on the stairs and he slipped yes! them. Yeah. Like people forget how big micro machines were in the early 90s. Like Hot Wheels, micro machines, you had to have that shit or you weren't shit. That dude would have been like, that age is my pillow guy if Trump was political then in this movie. <laughs> Uh, so I am going to go with uh, I look. I'm going to actually choose one from two, even though it's very Tom Tom and Jerry s. But that means that it gets to win. I'm a huge fan of this staple thing where he's uh you know he's trying to he pulls a door you know, he's trying to pull you know he's pu- trying to pull the doorknob out right. It's connected to the string right, uh, and then he gets a staple gun fired at his ass. Love that. Then also uh, really big on when because uh, they were doing construction really quickly because that was like him using his like critical thinking because they were doing construction in that like four-story fucking uh-huh. mansion yeah, that... of a house that they had right yeah 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 so I, I love that then i'm also big on the in number one the fire on uh the fire on harry's head so yeah marv was one that got shot oh uh, when he sticks gun. his head in the in the snow to like put it out yeah 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 so, yeah. yeah so yeah so that... you're a big doorknob with string guy Big doorknob with string guy. Yeah, big doorknob with string. Okay, so question around this. Uh, what does Kevin McAllister grow up to be? I'm going to say, does he become a school shooter? <laughs> <laughs> I just spit on my computer. That's fucked up, but uh, I'm going to have to say no. Okay, I'm going to say yeah. Um, look, the kid, look, the kid, uh, he... He went, listen, he went overboard. I know the guys keep trying to break in the house, right? There's no, hey, I'm going to go call the cops or anything like that, right? It's just, all right, I'll keep messing with the kid. Also, he's seven years old. He knows pulley systems. He knows where all these random things are, even though there's a bunch of other things that logically an eight-year-old, uh, you know, he believes in the tooth fairy and the all that, you know, and the, the Easter bunny and all that crap, right? Fundamentalist. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and yet he's somehow is understands sort of how geometry and physics work, you know, and like even like even thinking about this, right? When he's trying to fool them into uh, thinking that people are at the house or whatever, and he's using all the strings or whatever to make it look like there's family members. What eight year olds thinking about that? Then so he's he's reading a bunch of crap or whatever, right? And then he learns about ballistics as well. This kid, number one, if he's not a school shooter, he becomes a serial killer. Um, uh, like my, uh, I'm, I'm going to roll with what you're saying, and, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you one better. He turns into <laughs> Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, where are you gonna? Right, so you said he turns into Ted Kaczynski, like Ted Kaczynski Jr. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel very craftily poisoning people. This like kid a has trap letter. <laughs> he has Kyle Rittenhouse written on him. Yes. God damn it! You took it away from me. <laughs> well, you should have said it. All right. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt. I thought you were going oh, okay, to graciously right. hand it off to me. Well, I did graciously <laughs> hand it off, and I said, "Hey, I, I, yeah, I left openings." All right. Look, I, I agree with you. Duty's Kyle Rittenhouse, 100%. Yeah, like, Like, literally, Kyle Rittenhouse is, although, actually, in real life, Kevin McAllister. Like, he's but, just LARPing that fantasy. Like, would Catherine O'Hara drop him off? Hell no. At a, at a, uh, at a protest. She, we've never <laughs> seen any history of her remembering to take him anywhere. All right? Like, I don't, yeah. That kid's not making it into a car with her, right? Like. Basically, the movie was Kyle Rittenhouse killing real people, and then her mom saying, "Kyle." <laughs> yeah. Look, I just my thing is like the kid went overboard in some of this, you know. And also, okay, let's go to number. Let's go to number two. Here's my here's my reason. I understand. I can logically and plausibly number one, right? Number two, it just why not reach out to the police or anybody and say, hey, they are going to rob that, these, these guys that I helped get put away, they're going to go rob this toy store or whatever. You can check and see they're going to be there at this time. I mean, dude, growing up in the mean streets in his neighborhood, you think the police cared about him and his family? You can't ask them. <laughs> well, he could have told the toy guy. No. <laughs> of course he should have called the police was like the first thing but remember they were just eating donuts like they were the most incompetent human beings in the history of like movies like oh i called and no one answered you're worried about your nine-year-old at well, home oh hold on hold on hold on hold problems over even better here. your kids your kids home alone and you're in another country and you want us to go check on them like come on they we knocked one? on the door ma'am what else can we do yeah, they said. Yeah, they said one cop too. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah, I. Yeah, it's like like in number two. It's just there are a lot of options that he can do. Like number one, if he's wanted by the police, right? And number two, let's let's assume he's wanted by the police for the credit card fraud, right? Why not just go to the hotel and have those guys chase you over to the toy store that they're gonna rob? You know, because he said, "I want a school shooter. He has no identity for law." He's like, I want these. I want these guys. Let me throw this rock. All right, I'm not cared about the old man's window, right? I'm care about his toys or whatever, right? But I don't care about him having to replace the window and everything like that, right? Um, let or there's this other thing, right? If the alarm's ringing when you break the window, just wait there, and the cops are gonna right. be there. All right. Anyways, I, I think yeah. we're overjudging his moral compass. Well, like, yeah, the and thing then he's, that he's most the thing that he's most afraid of is an old guy who helps out his community by salting the ice on the sidewalks. Yeah, and a furnace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, my thing is this. All right, he does that. He clearly got better and had been practicing this pulley system crap, right? Because he goes and puts – doesn't know the, that – he doesn't know about that four-story house. He's never been in it before, right? Yet, he's so ardent because he's been spent two years practicing or whatever how to torture people more. He goes, all right, I know how to set this up, but it's way worse for them or whatever. You know, the guy is a domestic terrorist in training. I'm, t- I'm going to tell Chris Columbus that you are saying that he did not direct enough setup for our understanding of Ke- Kevin McAllister. As well, a yeah, it's just like, yeah, where like, where's this guy's, you know, like, also, why would he be worried about his little pissy cousin? He can just torture the kid and get rid of it. You know what I mean? Anyways, 
okay, let's ki- go- we're gonna continue on with the awards, though. All right. He got uh, grounded for spilling milk, dude. Like you're. No, he got. I thought he got. I thought he got grounded because he attacked. Uh, yeah, I thought he attacked his uh, brother. Right, but look what you did. What's you know, up? You look what you did, you little jerk. Like yeah. that's like the biggest consequence he ever faced, and he okay. didn't have to get peed on. So it was like kind of a benefit. You talking about Buzz or Kevin? Kevin, because remember they were gonna shack him up with the pee cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like then he didn't even have to be with the pee cousin. Yeah, okay, he lucked yeah. out. Yeah, he did. He lucked out, yeah. Also, that kid, he, someone should have put a belt to that little pee cousin's ass, yo. Just like teaching oh, don't pee in bed, you know? Like, in number two, and he still has the issue also? He's like eight. Yeah. Yeah, like, like yeah, or, I don't know, put him on the bottom bunk, you know? Like, straight up. Anyways, uh, okay, back to awards. Okay, so. Uh, put him in the basement, dude. All right, yeah, so, hey, you know what? Hold on. This is criminally underrated. We're, we're going to have to take a break from awards really quickly uh, because we didn't discuss something very prominent about this, and that's Uh-oh. Macaulay Culkin. Like, he what? got very little, like, Kevin McAllister got a lot of talk. Uh, Kevin, all right, so, Macaulay Culkin, right? It, he does Uncle Bob. I thought he, when we did the school shooter thing, we were talking about Macaulay Culkin. Uh, okay, all right, yeah. <laughs> Look, <laughs> what up? Uh, why didn't more of this kind of stuff occur, occur for him in the 90s, I guess? And, like, why was this not, like, a catapult for always hearing about him being in stuff? What do you, what do y'all think? I mean, he did Richie Rich. Well, yeah, I know. But, like, essentially he had movies from 88 until at least about 94 tops and then nothingness, basically. Like, this, like, this was the big, like... This guy was up there. He hung out with Michael Jackson, which is weird, but he hung out with Michael Jackson. He's probably the second most around early 90s. Do you 90s. think that's weird or, like, obviously he hung out with Michael Jackson? Well, obviously he hung out with Michael Jackson, but it's also weird that he hangs out with Michael Jackson. But you look at the 90s, early 90s, he's probably the second. After Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's probably the most second most famous actor. Um, he is yeah. probably a top 10 most famous person in the world. Then, he's what? Huh? Here's why I think. Okay. He, Macaulay Culkin's young acting career literally hit the full range of human emotion when he was like 12. So if you think of like My Girl. And, oh, I forgot. Uh, yeah, he was in that. Yeah. Yes. And if you think about. Scott, the do good... you jack off to My Girl? Be honest. God, no. Okay, and then if you good. think about The Good Son. Remember The Good Son? Oh uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, with the uh, with the uh, what's it? Uh, your, who's that guy that you like? Uh, the hot yeah guy. in um in uh yeah I'll Elijah Wood. Out of this place, Elijah. No, Wood. no, no. It's the other one. It's the one from um. It's Robin in Batman and Robin. George Clooney's Robin. Wait, Elijah Wood. I thought was it Elijah Wood? You might be right. Elijah Wood is in that movie. Okay. That's yeah, he's the he's the actual yeah. good son, right? Right, but correct. But Macaulay Culkin's supposed to be the good son. But okay. that's like that was like his last movie of everything. So he went through whole full range of human emotion, then went. I to thought that. that was one of his first movies. The good son, nah, that yeah. was that shit no, he, came out like ninety four. No, well yeah. he did that. He did that uh, right after Home Alone two, I believe, because it was before uh, what do you call it? It was before Page but, Master and Richie Rich. I but it was that. after My Girl. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, that, um, most of his crap was after my girl. Yeah. Right, but that's my point, though. Like, he was in some very serious films, and he just, like, yeah, like, he, it's, it's not about peaking early, but it's, like, this weird thing where he's, he hit too many emotions. Like, you're anarchist. Like, he was. He was even a little fucking anarchist. But, like, all these things was just, like, fucking terrifying to the that this is a yeah, like, white yo, wasn't boy. he? Like, am I tripping, or was he also in Michael Jackson's black or white music video? Yeah, he was in that. He yeah. was, right? Yeah, he was. Oh God. Yeah. So, I, like, I, I guess like, my thing is like, look, um, he essentially just disappeared by '94 or '94, '95, right? Because he did. Uh, he was in the movie that Mike fucking watched and probably annoyed the hell out of talking about uh, the Page Master. Um, yeah. You know, and then he did some stupid <laughs> movie with Ted Danson that Scott probably I love the page Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And then it's just gone, right? And it's like, and it seems odd, you know, that he went and continued the acting thing, you know? And nah, but I, remember I, he came back in the 2000s? He did? Oh, yeah, and he's he, in that one, was that movie Saved? Uh, no, nah, he did that movie, uh, Party Monster. Okay. Yes. I didn't watch that. Is it good? No. Okay. No, nah, it was it, it was it was bad. Okay, all right. Yeah, no wonder you. No, he wasn't. He wasn't saved. Uh, he was yeah, oh, you're right. Yeah, no, he wasn't. That was yet. actually pretty good. The Mandy Moore movie, right? Where you play, it's like a Christian. Yeah, I know Christian Scott. Cult. Yeah, Scott, and I how wanted... many times you, Scott, how many times you watch that? Be honest. What? Just once. Man, you literally like reminded Christian me. Cult. You definitely watched that. <laughs> no, also, they literally um, remind. Go ahead. I was gonna say. I think he also made like guest appearances on shows. Well, yeah, I know he's in American Horror Story like recently. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. He's on. Uh, he's in the current season, I think. Oh, Sounds like a terrible episode. It's just him staring at the camera for thirty minutes, but it is the scariest thing you've ever seen. Yeah, I, and I, yeah, I guess like I guess my the the thing that I always what do you call it? Because uh, I, I know that he had some personal like ish, not like the kind that you would think like of a what do you call it? Uh, but I guess like his his parents stole money from him. Uh, like I think they took like twenty five million from him. And I remember I saw a commercial in the early is mid nineties or whatever. And it is like some home video of him and they were talking about round it was him and I wanna say it was that girl, the older the the hot sister from step by step or something like that. But it was talking about like uh what do you call it, trust fund fraud or something like that. And it had like a picture of like it had a video of him when he was younger. Uh, or a video of him like from the early nineties, right? And then it said, Hey, Blah, 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 child actors are being exploited, if I'm trying to recall. And then my buddy's like, man, this fool's fucking poor. I go, what? I go, if he's poor, then fucking, I was like, we must be non-existent, right? I was like, that dude was in a movie, and we don't got shit, you know? Uh, but, I, I, so I wonder if that played a part in it, but it's like, you didn't, like, to think that from 94 until essentially 2021, he wasn't in anything big and mainstream, you know? Like, even his, uh, even like his fucking little ratty brother or whatever, like, started to, get more roles in him you know yeah i mean you have a point because i know like having worked at the bank for for a minute um they're super strict about so there's a structure called the coogan law and i know that they used macaulay culkin as an example for that okay the reason why this goes into effect and that's for any child that does any type of acting even if it's just a kid that comes out in a commercial Mm -hmm. any of the proceeds it's kind of like a court-ordered form where, like, they have to go into the bank and, like, we have to go through this whole pro. We, we had, had to because I don't work there anymore. Go through this yeah. whole process and, like, they can't access that money until they turn 18. And even when they do turn 18, it's a whole process for them just to get the money. And yeah. um, 
I mean, obviously, like, based on what happened to, like, Macaulay, like, it's, it's a good thing that they do that, because you do see all these, you know, read all these stories about people getting their money stolen, basically, and it, it's just crazy, bro. Yeah. Man, I tell you. If yeah. you're, Can't like, trust black, your though, if, if you're black, though, they just call it the IRS who takes your money instead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well... <laughs> I was gonna say, according to your boy Elon, he's happily paying his. So. All right, uh, let's move. I'm on. talking about right, Will Smith. He went through the same thing, and he doesn't look yeah. like a fucking serial killer. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I'm right. I'm reading up on Macaulay. Apparently, he came out. He made an appearance in, uh, uh, at WWE Raw. No, that's awful. In 2009, for a match between Chavo Gu- Guerrero Jr. A slave. <laughs> nah, I guess they. Wait, uh, they what? This guy, what are you? Like, you know, like a leather, like, you know, those leather people that walk around? Like, I could see those big wrestlers. Oh, like a masochist. Like a masochist. Yeah, like a masochist. He's like a slave. He's like walking on all fours. You threw the the wrong word out. (laughs) Uh, That's, uh, yeah. Uh, I, like, uh, would he have gotten that? Do y'all think he would have been like an Oscar contender if he, like, continued consistently acting like Leonardo DiCaprio, basically? But was Leo that young, though, when he started? I feel like he was, like, a little bit older. Well, well, like, well, well, are we just going from, like, when he was on uh, Growing Pains? Yeah, because he was, like, a uh, teenager. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. He was, yeah. It's, Not yeah. that young. You know who was that young? Jason Bateman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, that TV show he was on? Uh, Home know. on the Prairie, when he was, like, five. And okay. then literally a consistently working actor all the way through now and very successful. I, think I, got did, yeah. I got one. I got one. Christian Bale. Yeah. yeah. Anna, Anna Paquin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kurt Russell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence, um, Lawrence who, who plays uh, Who plays Thanos? Oh, uh, oh Josh Matt, Brolin. Uh, yeah. Josh Brolin. Yeah. yeah another one. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Well, I the youngest I remember him was as uh, the older brother in the Goonies. Goonies. No, he did a bunch of stuff before it too, but uh, that is definitely an iconic role. Like that was his first big role. Well, speak, yeah. I mean, using yeah, the Goonies. Yeah, I think I we, think the Goonies was his early his first role. So yeah, 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 I think so. Sixteen. Yeah, but the kid that the kid that played Mikey that was also in Rudy and um, Corey Feldman and The Hobbit. Oh, Sean uh, uh, Sean Astin. Sean yeah. Astin. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Oh. Wait. He was in a, he was in this awful movie. Uh, if we had a uh, old ass Barry on here, he might uh, talk about how he was supposed to be in it. But he's in this movie <laughs> called uh, Cornbread Earl and Me, which it, it's a uh, Jesus it, Christ. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's uh, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, he's in it's like this basketball player gets shot or whatever, and it's really weird because he he's he's like ten years old, and then the movie's supposed to be I don't know how old he's supposed to be in the movie, but he did it when he was ten. But like he hangs around like a seventeen year old basically. Uh, it's just weird. That wouldn't happen, right? And this was back when he was Larry. What's up? Yeah, when he was Larry. Yeah, back when he was Larry. So yeah, he was a yeah he was a young one. So it's all right. These are all uh, young people. Um, that yeah. So do you think that Macaulay was Chris done? Rock actually a young actor too, or did he just make no. that great show on him being young? Sorry. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, I yeah. So do you think Macaulay Culkin would have like if he would have continued acting, he'd be as heralded as some of these? Cause these are. None of, these, none of those people we named are, like, shitty actors in any capacity. You know what I mean? Nah. I mean, potentially, because, I mean, he was the shit in the 90s. Like, 
Everybody yeah, I, knew who he was. Everybody wanted to be him. Hell yeah. I didn't want to ah! be him. I didn't want to be him, though. Stop lying, bro. Well, no, it's just... No, I, it, yeah. No, I didn't. Like, like, what, did I want to have money like him? Yeah, I didn't want to be him. Like, you, you got to remember, look, when I was coming up, when I was coming up, everybody wanted to be the Fresh Prince, yo. You wanted to be the Page Master. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody wanted to... Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to be the Page... Was the dad in the Page Master? Was that Ed Begley Jr. or what, yo? The Page Master? Yeah. Mike, I know you had this on VHS. You guys aren't giving Page Master enough credit. Yeah. Each episode, it was like a comic book. That's what was so great about it. It was like a short story. It was yeah. Episode. Ed Begley was in that movie that he plays a dad. Christopher. Okay, I met Christopher Lloyd was like the librarian, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just weird. Uh, okay, what so- books would you like to check out? <laughs> what do you call it? Uh, so all right, so what? Do you, all right, so let's go. We'll get back to awards though. Standout performances. I'm gonna have to go with Joe Pesci, bro. And the okay. reason why I gotta, I gotta, I gotta roll with Joe Pesci. I knew him obviously in my younger days as the bad guy in Home Alone. Yeah. And he played that so well. And then getting older, and being into like Scorsese gangster movies and seeing him. You know, as Nikki and Casino, or I'm sorry, Nikki and uh, Goodfellas, and then yeah. um, and Casino and everything, just playing like this notorious, crazy fucking gangster. Yeah. It's like, bro, like that shows versatility, you know, because most people can't switch from funny to serious, and like to see him play both roles so well, like for me, it was kind of culture shock because it was like, I knew him as such a like funny bad guy, and here he's like this psychotic, like you know, little man syndrome killer. And, yeah. um, Goodfellas and Home Alone came out in the same year. Yeah, they did. That's yeah. what I'm saying, bro. That's Goodfellas saying. came out, uh, I think, a few months before uh, Home Alone. Yeah. Not very uh, many people can like, you know, flip that switch to go from one to the other. Well, I remember him when I was little. He was in a Rodney Danger film, uh, Rodney Dangerfield film, uh, and that's a, and uh, and I remember it was him and the chick from uh, what's that girl? Scott who's the lady that you like probably. Had a poster on the wall from uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Um, oh, Phoebe Cates. No, no, not that one. The the, mo- the main one. Who, who gets, oh, the one who gets. I with mean, Booger. Phoebe Cates is a hot one. Okay, yeah. the one who gets with Booger. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in a. So I remember him. He's in a movie, uh, that movie, and then I remember him in Lethal Weapon Two, and then I saw Home Alone. So, or then I saw Home Alone Part Two, and so I'd always known him from that, and and I, and so yeah, I I thought yeah, this performance stand out, great, right? Uh, just the, the comedic timing, wonderful for myself. Uh, I put uh, I put Daniel Stern number one. Uh, I'm not I thought, mad at I, that. I thought he was the heart of the film, to be honest, because uh, he's just yeah, uh, you know, he's uh, he's kind of set tall actors back, to be honest, because like then it's like all right, the tall person's the sidekick and the dumb one uh, or whatever. But no, I thought like he was great in that, and like even to the point where Mike, you remember this movie? So I I thought his role he was so good in this playing Marv. That it made me beg and beg and beg to go see that movie Snow Day. Yes, Nickelodeon movie. Yeah, I know that movie. What were you doing watching it, Scott? Weren't you like eight, nineteen or twenty? I mean, I've seen it since. Scott was in community college when it came out. Probably, at least, yes. at least in, uh, at least Scott. in that those AP community <laughs> college classes. Yeah, Scott went to go. See, yeah, Scott was like, right, "Let me go. Let me go watch this with these kids." Forget you didn't it. like him in a uh, Rookie of the Year? 
He was in that? Awesome. Yeah. Yes. You don't remember? Course. No. Wait, who did he play in that? The coach that got locked in the locker all the time okay. who had uh, sunflower seeds. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at that. Oh, yo, this dude directed Rookie of the Year also. Yes. Awesome. So Daniel Stern is a, is a brilliant genius. So, like, going back to Mike's point about Joe Pesci, the two films that I remember Joe Pesci in, like, consecutively, because I didn't watch Goodfellas when I was young, like I watched you Home Alone. Snow Day. No. Home Alone and then My Cousin Vinny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was amazing. I was like, Joe Pesci's like a fucking hero. And then looking back on what all that he's done, I'm like, this guy's amazing. Plus, real quick story, anecdote, he played nine holes every morning before shooting Home Alone. He demanded nice. casting call later. It was pretty dope. But uh, about Daniel Stern, so like paralleling that, the two movies that I remember Daniel Stern from were one, Home Alone, two, City Slickers. City yeah, I forgot it. Wow. Yeah, he played so uh, he played Billy Billy Crystal's friend, right? Yes. 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 God, I love that movie. You know, I remember uh, that movie. City, I watched. Uh, I remember like uh, City Slickers too. My sister got got to go hang out with some lady from the school or whatever, right? And, and her daughter and everything like that. And so mom was being generous, and she took us took us to Taco Bell to get a Taco Bell kids meal with the little uh, cinnamon sugary twist, right? Oh yeah, those came back. Those got are a toy. fire. Okay, churros. Yeah. Churros, yeah. Got a toy, right? And then I watched City Slickers two, and I was like, "This is awesome!" Right? Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I remember him in a, a movie that's very, very Scott-like called Celtic Pride. <laughs> Scott, tell me you've heard of this. He was. Yes, I know this movie. With Damon Wayans, him, yes. and Dan Aykroyd, and like yes. I think Judd Apatow, I think Judd Apatow directed and created it. Uh, awful movies, Mike. If you've not seen it, please don't go watch it. But they basically kidnap uh, Damon Wayans, who's like a Utah Jazz player or whatever. And I remember Daniel Stern from that, and I thought he was just so funny when they're like uh, trying to figure out who's cursing them or whatever, and they kick some dude's ass. And I was like, this is fucking great. So I, I always loved, always loved his work. You know, um, I might watch it just for the hell of it, bro. Because like I, I like yeah. Damon Wayans, and obviously like I'm a Celtic hater, but. <laughs> It's yeah, not good. like just use it as another reason to hate the Celtics. They make you <laughs> that, like that's a theme of the movie that Shoot, you're yeah. watching. Shooter, like, Shooter McGavin's it plays the uh, yeah. ja- the jazz coach, I think. If I'm not yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. that dude's name? God, I uh, want to watch it again now bo- too. Bo- boss man. <laughs> boss, <laughs> yeah, like boss, yeah, boss man. <laughs> boss man uh, from Ballers. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Stone Cold appearance. Ooh. I see that y'all are struggling with this when I look at some of the people y'all choose. No, I'm going to go, uh, and I might be stepping in your toes here, but uh, Tim Curry in two. Oh, nice. Yeah, I I was going to go Rob and, Schneider. Well, I think both are great choices. Do both count as stone, stone Cold appearances, though? Because, like... Yeah, Tim Curry disappears halfway through, so it, it, it counts. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he does. There's like You don't see him again after yeah, the first and, shenanigans or whatever. Yeah, then Rob Schneider returns only for a brief scene where the, he's handed yeah. bubblegum or whatever. No, I thought... Yeah. Uh, no, we were both only in the first act. You're right. I think yeah. that's a stone-cold appearance. Yeah, that, that counts, right? They, they went out and killed it. Uh, what do you call it? Mike, who do you, who'd you put here? Um, I'm going to have to go with Kieran Culkin as Fuller, the little cousin. Only because, the, huh? The piss, the piss cousin. The piss cousin, yep. Okay. Pee pee boy, 
Only because he uh, he surpassed his brother. Wait, he's and... his real brother? He's his real brother, bro, yeah. Yeah, obviously he's still doing his thing. He's he's, like? he's he's out here. He's out here killing it in succession. You know, hosting SNL. Was he in a Was he in the scary movie remake or no? Uh. Or no, he, Rory. They they have another one, Rory, right? Good God, dude! Like they have there's like a gang of them, bro. Like, cause there was another one that was like a cousin of theirs that um had also been like starring in some some shows. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. They all all of them look alike too. Uh, yeah, yeah, they all got like those eyes, bro. Yeah, creepy. Yeah, creepy eyes. Yeah, these kids, these fucking, they got like oily fucking, hair. They got like yeah, they have like they have like school shooter eyes, yo. Just um, okay. Next category. Next so. Uh, <laughs> <next>, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. That that was that's like. <laughs> literally it's just like the fbi probably could do this they go through like yearbooks be like yeah yeah school all right so he wasn't <laughs> like like nine out of 12 or culkins he wasn't in um in the most recent scary movie but he did that movie no uh scream uh, movie... is what i meant sorry scream is what i meant to say the uh yeah he scream did that movie the movie 43 oh that's awful remember like everybody's in it yeah yeah i remember that yeah uh, I think yeah. even you had a role in that movie, bro. Yeah, I did. Like <laughs> I, think, I think all three of us did, yo. Barry wrote that movie, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's called Movie uh, 22. Uh, timeless versus Time Passes By. Timeless. So, uh, go ahead, Mike. We'll let you start this one. I was going to say, Timeless for me, and I know you mentioned this earlier, but the scene with the firecrackers and the gangster movie and the mobster movie. Oh, yes. Down, Yes, and the it took quote, us way too long to get to this. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Like, okay. That shit lives on to this day. Like, I guarantee you guys. <laughs> <in two> t- <laughs> All right, do y'all know what movie that is from? Nah. Okay, so Angels is, with Dirty Souls. Filthy Souls, Scott. But, filthy uh, Souls, damn it. So that is actually a fake movie that yes. they decided to create for this film. He did two. Fake movies in the film for this film. Yeah. That's one. Do you know the second one? Angels with filthier souls, right? Well, no, no, no. Again, correct. But it's it, because like, but everybody knows the lie. The line. No, 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 Jen Sequo. Wait, what? No, 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 Kanka. When his cousins are in France watching the movie, and it's that French movie that's black and white. Oh, and okay. The, the only line that you know is no, 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 can <laughs> Oh wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, it's I didn't. one scene, so it doesn't count really as a full movie, but kind of. Chris Columbus made two movies okay. within a one movie. Well, okay, yeah. two movies embedded in one movie. Look, yeah, I think what do you call it? Yeah, look, time that yeah, absolutely timeless. Uh, what do you call it? And even in number two, when he's just like in a happy new year too. Yeah. Yeah. What? A, yeah. Shout out to this guy Ralph Foodie, who's the actor. He passed away about uh, 22 years back or whatever. But what a what a great just yeah awesome. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Yeah. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Who else is shouting? Who else is giving Ralph Cootie flowers? Come on, Vinger's audience. Yeah, Ralph. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah exactly. <laughs> We're the first ones. Nah, but like uh, I, I'm I'm willing to bet you guys in two days. On actual Christmas Day, you're going to see like a million people posted on their stories. 
Mary everywhere. Yeah, yes. I'm going to do it. A hundred percent. It's unbelievably good in, like, how he actually uses it several times as part of the plot. Like, they were like, I am surprised they didn't just actually make that a movie. <laughs> Maybe Netflix will. I don't yeah. know. An eight-hour movie, eight episodes, one season, and then how well it does. Maybe a second. We're yeah, the Arab I, spinoffs. Yeah. Yeah, so really quickly, that movie, so that line is based off of a James Cagney film, which is called Angels with Dirty Faces. That's where I got the dirty. Yeah, yeah. I had so, my references. Yeah. Uh, okay, so time time uh, for me. Uh, Mike, oh, wait. I, uh, sorry, so, Mike, continue with your time passes by, then we'll do So my time passes by in part two, um, they have clips where they've shown, where they did show, like, the, the Twin Towers. Mm-hmm. And um, in a lot of the TV versions, if you watch them now, like they don't, they edit them out. Oh, uh, what? That's stupid. Yeah, it's whack, uh, dude. Uh, that's because of Scott's voters, man. They just complained about <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's no. I, no, I, I it was in love, the Matrix. I do love seeing what he called. I do love still seeing like the Twin Towers. Like if you look yeah, at yeah, man, uh, pay homage, you know. Yeah, no, it's just no, it, like even like if you go back and watch Men in Black One or whatever. The Arab spinoffs always have the Twin Towers on their episodes. Oh my, okay. Uh, uh, all right, S- so, Scott said that. Not, not. Yeah, me. not Chris. Chris didn't say that at all. <laughs> um, no, yeah. Look, Loading uh, facts, terrible. Timeless. All right, I, I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all. All right. No, oh, here we go. Timeless is celebrity cameos, man. All right, number two just said, "Yo, let's put, let's go, let's go put them on." Uh, the Donald Trump cameo, just even though I, even though it was very short, or whatever. Uh, it was great. I, I feel like that's it's a reoccurring thing for people to mention that he was in it, and then apparently Chris Columbus came out and said he was a fucking asshole and he was stuck up on set or whatever. So that makes it even much better. But I think that for me, that's the first time I knew about who Donald Trump was uh, in seeing that movie. And I asked my grandma, I go that. She goes, Oh, she goes, Hey, pumpkin, that's Donald Trump. He's a rich man. And then uh, everyone, then when Trump was running for president, everybody was like, Oh, he can't be that bad. He helped Kevin McAllister find out where the Plaza Hotel is. So that's timeless. Time passes by. Donald Trump. No. Uh, time passes by. For me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Time passes by. Uh, Marv is probably going to get me too for the stuff he is doing in number two. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Just, yeah. Every, every time something seems like that, it's always going to become time passes by. I'm sorry. I mean. Uh-oh. It wasn't like okay. after hours at a Catholic church. He was oh, trying wow. to get him, you know. Scott's going to lead the charge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, Scott, what do you got for Timeless versus Time Passes By? Uh, timeless is the complete ineptitude and just unnecessary taxpayer money spent on the police. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. You know, yeah, you're absolutely right about that. That's Timeless. However, that actuality doesn't exist, but I wish it did. Um, time Passed It By... I would say uh, the shoplifting. Come on, guys, we can't we can't lift from shops. These are our local oh, yeah, like communities. Hey, also, why does that kid? Why is he worried about the eighty the American Dental Association? Because cavities were well, real. Well, we have back propaganda then. factories that are called the education system of the United States. I just. Yeah, he's sitting there. Hey, 
is this approved by the ADA? First of all, the lady's not going to know, which she didn't, right? Uh, number two, no eight-year-old knows what the ADA is unless they are planning on taking people's teeth because they are future fucking school shooter. Right? This comes right back to that. All right, he's like, hey, how do you... If I, sh- if I blew this place up or whatever, right, how would you be able to... Do get you have any literature on this toothbrush, sir? Yeah, just, yeah, all right. Just, yeah, awful. Um, okay, so famous auditions. All right, I know usually I'm the only one that ever comments on this part of it. I know uh, this one. Okay, you know this. Wait, you know the one, one of I, them. Okay, wait. Okay, that's fine. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not looking I'm a, at I'm going to sit on the sidelines. I'm going to pull right. a Scott, and I'm going to just sit on the bench. Okay. Okay, right. Scott, say his can... first name in three, two, one. John Bob. Mulaney. Oh, okay, so we had different ones. Okay, John Mulaney was asked to audition for the role of Kevin, but his family would not allow it. Um, I don't know what he was like as a kid. At all. He's not a school shooter now. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know that, yeah, he doesn't give school shooter vibes. He get, he gives first guy who gets shot in the school shooter, shooting vibes. Uh, <laughs> you know it's true, right? Like, you know, like, the one, like, if, if you were to show, like, a line of people in school shootings, and you were to, and, like, just, they didn't, like, distinguish who's a victim, or, sorry, who who survived versus who passed, you would look at his picture and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, John Mulaney got, sh- he, he died. That's like a stock R.I.P. photo of a child <laughs> murdered. All right. Just gives off those vibes immediately. Uh, so, yeah, he was asked to audition, but his parents wouldn't let him. Um, and then that's when they went with uh, Macaulay Culkin as they had said, hey, uh, what do you call it? Hughes had said, you need to go watch Uncle Buck or whatever, right? He goes, this, guy, he goes, God, this kid's so going to be something. This kid's going to be something. And so they chose him. All right. Go for it, Scott. Bob De Niro. Okay. And he was going to play... Uh, Marvin's character. No, he's Harry. Harry, sorry. Yeah, no, Mar- Mar- Marvin's not, he's not going to play the dumb one, all right? It's, it's just not going right. to happen. Could you imagine uh, that? Okay. We'll come yeah. back later. Look at that house. That's the one we'll go to. Yeah, it doesn't work if you guys don't see my face being scratched I mean, I up. think it was maybe like a one-two, like, punch, because Joe Pesci, Raging Bull, they're like, we'll turn Raging Bull into Home Alone. It's the... Okay. John Lovitz also... Uh, uh, oh, God. Turned down the role as well. What? You didn't want to see him? John Love. No. <laughs> Why not? He's basically looked the same as. It's like he's like Homer Simpson. Like, however long he's existed, he looks exactly the same. It's terrible and <laughs> sloppy. <laughs> it's like a bologna sandwich with, like, the topping spilling out of it. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, How is he gonna get on a ladder and like swing toward? You know what I mean. Uh, Kelsey Grammer also was uh, considered for the role. What do you call it? Uh, they wrote the role of uh, Uncle Frank for Kelsey Grammer, uh, but Grammer wasn't able to wasn't available for filming. Can you imagine that? Hey, you little asshole! You have messed up the pizza. And you get like a long soliloquy and shit like that. That would have been great. You get a sideshow Bob like. Yeah. Denunciation yeah. of his existence. Yeah, I don't think there's any way you can make it seem like Kelsey Grammer's from the Midwest. God, no. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it just, no. It's like between looking like a fat Neil McDonough um, and just it, go, Google Neil McDonough, everyone who's listening, and you'll see what I mean, and you won't be able to unsee it. Um, and just the essential New York Republicanism by him, there's no way he gives a Midwest uncle vibe. Like, he would have been too rich for that family. 
Yes. He would have been the anon- – maybe they just made him the anonymous uncle that the McAllisters slide through life upon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, next next award. We have got <clears> – Hey, <throat> was that? All right, this is essentially person you notice in the film who grew on to become something more famous. Now, Mike, you've already called one, so we'll let you repeat it. Uh, well, I basically pointed out that uh, the celebrity in chief. Oh, I thought you were gonna go with Culkin. Uh, what's his name, Culkin? Kieran Culkin? Nah, nah. No, you don't. Nah, okay. I gotta go. I gotta go with the celebrity in chief, man. Okay, gotcha. You know, right. gotta gotta come out here with a pull up jumper. Uh huh. Okay. Not Brick bad. it. Okay, go, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Scotty, take, tackle this. Um, we're talking about Rookie of the Year from 1993, right? Exactly. Exactly. No, um, right. So, um, I don't know. I just know that reference. Okay. Uh, (laughs) You're supposed to interrupt me and go. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> now, I don't know what planet you were on uh, as typical, but, you know, things uh, th- things occur. Um, but look. Daniel Stern, but, like, the thing was, he was, like, a star of it. But I think my point is about, hey, was that was because, like, maybe that, that's what I was talking about earlier, too. Like, now I know who he was, but he was just Harry, who had, like, a spider on his face. And then he, oh, Dan- like. Daniel Stern? Yeah. Okay, well... So that's mine. But it's like... It's because I learned about him watching other movies as he grew as an actor. And then when I watched it again, I was like, yeah, dude, that's Daniel Stern. All right. I am it was, going it to... was more like a hey, dude. Okay. I'm going to go with the uh, the cop in the movie. Uh, our good friend, uh, Ron Canada. He played a cop over in Times Square. Mike knows this. He was also uh, the grandpa on One on One. And then he was also on that uh, show, The Shield, for a while. We're just gonna leave it there. Yeah, one on one was my favorite show. Yeah, well, yeah, he played uh, he played uh, Flex's dad. Uh, okay, we're gonna continue since uh, we're getting no luck from that. All right. Uh, <clears throat> well, wait, her name was Flex. No, no, that was a guy, Flex. Flex, oh, Alec- Flex. Flex Washington. All right time <clears throat> scott a one a two and a three standing there mentally exhausted just pissed at you chances are my hate is nothing new y'all really should be able to know the lyrics by now i don't fists know this are, i mean never mind that it's in the document that we have but all right fists are cocked back Direct attack. If you're mad as am I, you will choke. I want that time smoke. After time. <laughs> okay, alright. Look, uh, anyways, somebody should have punched the shit out of Buzz. He was a fucking absolute shitbag. Like, I'm so glad that Kevin attacked him in number two. He is the worst older brother put in a movie ever. Just nasty, terrible, phony, garbage. Alright? I wanted him to get his ass whooped by the parents. <laughs> Buzz reminds me of like the uh, the brothers from Billy Madison that yell O'Doyle rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look. He's totally an O'Doyle. 
Yeah, I just, oh, yeah, like everything about him is just, oh, just awful. First of all, his teeth are bad. He's fucking looks like he looks like Hoggish Greedley from the Captain Planet cartoons, and like, oh, just awful. And who names their kid Buzz, by the way? All right, I just. I yeah. mean, maybe they were trying to name him after the astronaut. Yeah, or that stupid ass haircut on his fucking head. Yeah, he was garbage. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, he was just like a good actor because it was. Buzz, just like a caricature. You guys should see like... what he looks like now, too. Well, he's in jail he's right now, bro. Oh, he is? Yeah. What do you do? He choked his girl. Wow. Oh, this is just... No, oh, this is very new. Wow. Yeah, this is like yesterday. Okay, good Breaking Lord. news. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, he looks like Chris Christie now, so it's... <laughs> yeah. I'd imagine he's got like maybe a few leopards, a couple ligers. Oh, yeah. Like, he, was in, uh, he was in that movie Hustlers, by the way. Interesting. Which Mike and I have definitely watched multiple yeah. times. Yeah. yeah that, that's, a, that's a classic. If this movie was in the 90s, that tape would, the tape, the, the film on the tape would have been worn out. Uh, all right. Did he, get, did he get punched in that movie? No, I wish. Damn it. Chris would yeah. wait till like midnight when his parents went to sleep and like watch Hustlers. Uh, yeah, that's exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He would, he would fucking, Chris would like, Y'all remember when, like, HBO wasn't available, but, like, you could turn on the channel and, like, you could see it through the static? Like, yep. Chris, yep. Chris, would, Chris would watch Digital Hustlers Cable, fuck that up, bro. <laughs> Digital Cable, fuck that up. I, I think remember... that was, like, Terminator 2 for me. Or, no, Terminator 1. Sorry. Oh, you're weird. I'm <laughs> watching Terminator 2 later. Yeah, oh, fucking hell. No, He's sorry, like Terminator the... 1. You, like, jacking nope. off to Joe, uh, uh what's his name? No, uh, no. Uh, Joe Terminator Miller's arm, 1. or what? Yeah. No, the, the sexy in Terminator 1. Like, that was, like, the first one I really remember. I feel like Scott definitely used to watch My Girl. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just get a stinking inclination. Um, look, uh, yeah, look. Also, I wish that uh, Digital Cable ruined everything, right? Because, like, you, you, you could watch Striptease, uh... On that, you can watch the wrestling pay-per-views on that, you know? And then you could lie to your friends, like, act like you had money. Hey, I watched blah, blah, blah. They go, oh, that's so cool, right? Then, like, they'd ask wild you for a things. scene. Yeah, Wild Things. And uh, Jerry Springer's Ringmaster as well. Oh. <laughs> that was a Wiggins classic. Man. Yeah. Yeah, y'all do You're not know. You're taking it back right now. Yeah, man. Was that it. when What's-His-Name first started becoming a character who then got his own show, the one security guard? Uh, no, no, you, you should go watch Ringmaster. It's great. Okay. Yeah, fucking wonderful movie, yo. I, yeah, just, I can't sing its praises enough, yo. Yeah. Chris would sit there and invite his friends to watch Taxi Cab Confessions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was a big Spice City guy also. Yeah, if you didn't have a buddy who had Cinemax in the 90s, you missed out, all right? Uh, okay, yeah, so. Cin- Cinemax, yeah, they changed the game. Yeah, Keanu Reeves acting and monologues. So look, uh, all those children are pretty bad actors except Macaulay Culkin, to be honest. Um, look, they're believable as like shitheads and everything like that, but nothing, not really good acting in any capacity. Uh, also, the I want to go to the old guy who salts the curb. He didn't do anything in the church that made me think that he was less creepy, by the way. <laughs> I never, well, like, yeah. I'll tell you what I feel. Uh, I have a daughter. See, that's her. That's that's her. That's her daughter. That makes that daughter my granddaughter. I don't get to see her. Yeah, what did he do that he's not allowed to see them? By the way, 
They had a disagree. He and his son had a disagreement. Uh, yeah, I I think it was a little bit more. It was like on. about money. No, yeah, it's like yeah. a. He dropped a little too much salt on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ruined Look, their sneakers. I like him and the him and the. All right. So what did they confirm that it was an argument about money? Basically. Okay, I mean, but, it could. It, I mean, I think more less of what you guys are saying. I think may, maybe more like he used to tell me to to pick a wrench. Okay. A belt or a screwdriver. Okay, I just always got the feeling that him and then Will Patton from Armageddon couldn't see their couldn't see the kids because they're like pedals or something like that. Yeah, they might have pedaled. But no, pedal like P E D O. Yeah. Yeah, and just, like yeah, because diddled. Pedal like a pedophile. Yeah. Yeah, and it just like it, like I, diddled. Diddled you know, is a bit. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, I, cause like, I was just like, I was like, I don't understand, like, no one's gonna, first of all, Scott, you have a kid, right? Like, yeah, your son's great. I'm not gonna mention his name or whatever, to be fair and everything like that, but your son's great. Any chance you get, you'd let like your grandparents or not your grandparents, you'd let your parents watch them, even if you hated their guts, right? Ooh, I mean, that's tough. That's actually oh, tough. Okay. Like, I, yeah, I would, I'd be like, hey, I fucking, yeah, you want to, <laughs> you want to take my kid for a fucking afternoon? Hell yeah, go for it. All right. I don't, yeah. I mean, like. I mean, by that standard, like, I don't even know my neighbor at all, but I like him because I met him three times, like, in the hallway. Well, no, I'm not saying like, you what I give neighbor, him no, not, no, not <laughs> that you give your neighbor. You would give, you would let your son go stay with your parents if they ask, even if you had beef with them, right? Yeah. Yeah, not asking never, you to you give your son to some random them. person. No, I agree. Like, yeah. it, like that yeah, no, is, Scott like, beyond... Like <laughs> no, 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 I'm... He's like, well, let me think about it. I might give to my neighbor. No, no, no. I'm. I know what you're saying. All right. The, to my point is like, the emotion about them doesn't really matter. Like they're family. Yeah. Of course you do. Like you can't deprive them yeah. of that relationship because you're also hurting your own child. Yeah, and also you're taking away from time that depri- you can drink by yourself. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, good for the goose, good for the gander, and that's yeah, right. yeah. It's a win-win. The kid gets a, the <laughs> yeah. kid goes. The kid gets to go get free stuff, right? You still don't have to talk to the parents, and then you get a free afternoon to go be, yeah. That, yeah, so that, that's why it, it, it seemed weird. Sounds like a healthy relationship to me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, so what do you call it? So, yeah, I didn't, yeah. Leon let mistakes, all right? Uh, I, I went over this, right? Kevin could have answered the doorbell or looked through the people when this when he, when he the cop came, and he could have just saw that it was not, uh, that it wasn't uh, Harry again. You know, like, it's just... That, that's, yeah, it, it's just, yeah. The, and then also the cops could just do a better job in every yes. capacity. You know, it's like Leon let mistakes Chris Columbus's story, uh, plot. All right. You all have anything for Leon let mistakes? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with, like, the mistake. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it on the mom, bro. Oh, yeah. How you leave oh, yeah. Yeah, very, yeah, very obvious. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think about that. Very <laughs> obvious. No, How, no we're, the, wait, why are we absolving the dad from blame? Cause like I mean, nobody, he's obviously a duller dude. Because, <laughs> like, the dad is there, but, like, his reactions aren't really, like... He's, like, good. He goes, we already had too many. He goes, I wish yeah. you would have believed in birth control. Fucking Uncle Rob can't pay for birth control, but... He... The whole time, I feel like John Hurt is just being, like... Like, uh, Peter McAllister is just being, like, am I going to have sex on this trip? I hope. <laughs> yeah, he, like, forgot... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Did, yeah, like, like, he seemed like he was the nicer of the two parents, though. How dare you both, by the way. Catherine O'Hare is a saint. And well, I know, but she her... should have been mentioned in this episode if she was not. 
just from the simple fact that she's one of the funniest humans alive. She's very creepy today. looking in this movie, by the way. She is. Like, red hair. Like, she, she has, like, Chucky vibes, really red hair, big blue eyes, menacing and piercing. Like, she would give me nightmares. You already know, I, I'm, you know, how I feel about blue eyes. This uh, was, like, Tim Burton era Catherine O'Hare. That was just, like, kind of her look, I think. Okay, know? yeah. I, I thought yeah, I thought that the dad was a lot nicer, right? Because he wasn't, like, overly mean to Kevin, you know? And didn't, like, tell him to go stay in the fucking attic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, I, but Mike, I do agree with you on the fact that, yeah, it, it's a, I don't know how, in any capacity, again, like, I, like, let's talk about this a little more, because we kind of glanced, we've kind of hovered over it. Scott, you want to make a prequel to Home Alone about Peter McAllister no, as a yeah, young boy? No, no, I don't, uh, but, what do you call it, Scott, would you ever forget your son if you were going on a trip? No, dude, like, you... Like, literally, that's what's so unbelievable And he's the youngest, isn't he? Uh, Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, your luggage, like, there's never a point in your life where you're going to be like, oh, do I have my electric razor with a different outlet or whatever, when you're scrambling to get, like, and you don't, I get it because they sort of, like, said that to the oldest sister to do it or whatever. Yeah. Like, you do that when it's like, um, hey, I don't want to feed them. Can you feed them? <laughs> you yeah, yeah. I mean? like okay, something and... that's like it's not going to be detrimental. Like maybe, maybe at worst, she doesn't feed them. Okay, you know, going to bed without dinner is not so bad. Okay, and here's the other. Question. But leaving them on a trip, like this is, it's no. Also, how did so, none of yeah. none of the other kids realize that he was not in the car in the car on the ride there? Like, Buzz just like, you know what? This is the day that I'm not going to pick on my little brother, and I'm just going to be a saint or whatever and not think about him at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I mean, his siblings probably weren't the biggest fans of him, <laughs> you know, judging by the way that they are acting. So they probably, even if they noticed, they probably didn't say shit on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the mom's like, did anyone notice that Kevin's gone? They're all quiet. They're like, <laughs> all right, like, and so the second time when she happens, this one's inexcusable in every capacity, right? Yeah. How the fuck did the dad lose his hand or lose? Yeah. <laughs> what? No, he, the dad is holding his hand, and that's how they get lost. How he loses? Don't, you don't remember? That's how they get lost in the airport. Uh, I thought Peter McAllister two prequel two. He loses no, okay, his no, hand. It's, there's no prequel. Uh, all right, look. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah, he loses his hand. Or he loses because uh, he he's loses... looking for batteries. He, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Would you like? Okay, I, 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 yeah, it's just awful. I just terrible. Like, and at no point are they like, I "Hey, mean, two years ago we were on a Christmas trip, and before, and we we were in the airs when we learned that we lost our son." At no yeah. point did they want to do a check. No man, they were running late again, dude. When you're running yeah. late, fuck your kids. That's Boy. how the saying goes. Yeah, yeah, just all like. Yeah, so they, they, their parenting skills. Where do you rank them? Like, I rank them somewhere between like the John Benet Ramsey parents and the Lindberghs. Oh man, Ayn Rand in Little House on the Prairie would disagree. They raised their boy to be so self-sufficient that he could defeat two hardened genius criminals. Yeah, and future school shooter. Yeah, yeah. Did, yeah. <laughs> All right, are they the worst movie parents ever? Uh, they got to be top five for sure. Okay, who who are your top five? 
Uh, so Monique from Precious. <laughs> who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, I like to say, you know, Sam Jackson wasn't really the best parent in Menace to Society. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'll go with what do you call it? Uh, also, film or TV? Sorry. Film. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, film. I'm gonna have to say um, the dad and page bastard. <laughs> nah. the, the mom, the mom and dad and the good son. No, nah, I was gonna say uh, Smokey's mom <laughs> from Friday. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, she didn't seem like she she she's just cheap. She didn't seem like she's that bad of a parent. Yeah, she's like make it enough. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. She's she's pretty reasonable. Nah, but like, cause when he gets home, she's on the phone, and then. He's like asking. He's like, "Damn, either you can't you can't clean the house or do something." Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, what do you call it? The head of the uh, Chinese consulate from Rush Hour. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, just letting your letting your kids get, <laughs> letting your kid get taken. Uh, also, I'll go with uh, what's his face, Jody from Baby Boy is a really terrible parent too. Yeah, I would agree with that. No one's seen uh, that, right? Well, okay. uh, yeah. Yeah, like, I, yeah, like there's, I love that there's a delay. Like, just... Not, well, because I was thinking about it. Like, but, I mean, he was an irresponsible young man. I wouldn't That's say he was a bad terrible. parent. That's a bad parent. <laughs> nah, but the then job? when he, when he, you know, when he started, like, selling all the dresses, like, he started doing his thing, you know? He started giving Taraji and the child he had with her money. Okay, uh, yeah. Is he a better is he a better dad than Alonzo from Training Day or no? I mean, Alonzo Alon- seemed <laughs> Alonzo was a was a, a shit person, but he seemed to have taken good care of his family. Yeah, yeah. Jody Jody seems like he's like a- Alonzo's parents were probably bad. Uh, I, 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 I feel like he's like a second generation <laughs> cop. Like both his parents yeah. are cop. Yeah, like Val Deming Val Deming's is his mom, and then like. <laughs> His dad's like Danny Glover from Lethal Weapon 3 and shit. You know, just like, hey. He goes, hey, if you accidentally shoot a black kid, it's all good. Right? Alonzo's like, hell yeah. All right? Uh, no, yeah, they're, they're, they're up there. Like, I, I just really, they are Peter Griffin-level parents, in my opinion. It's just, there you go. They're just incompetent, just don't. Yeah, they clearly are overstressed and can't handle all these kids, so they should put them up to the state. Like, go to, take, send them to that clinic that the party of five people had to go to, yo. Uh, are they are they Catholic parents? Like they don't believe in a uh, birth control, so they just oh, had they a bunch of kids. That's, yeah, no, like their whole family doesn't believe in birth control. That's, like, I mean, like, bro, it looked like the Donner Party at their house at the beginning of the fucking movie. Yo, all right, like there's just no one getting eaten. Yeah, just yeah, bad parents. I think the I think the worst parenting is uh, Mrs. George, Amy Poller, and Mean Girls. Oh, great. No, I want that as a parent. Yeah. Look, first of all, I want that as a parent. <laughs> also, in high school, Chris, uh, high school, Chris Wiggins wanted to meet moms like that. Trust me. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of <laughs> course. Of course you want to meet moms like that. That's the target, but that's why they're the worst moms. I, I think they're pretty good. Yeah, they're, 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 they're what they, what do they, what does Fran, Frank Dunn, or Mr. Dunfrey in uh, Modern From Family call it? Fred Mom. Parent. Parent. <laughs> yeah, parent. Yeah. yeah. All right, Scott, what is our Bauer Internet Conspiracy of the Day? You already had one earlier. Ooh. Sure. Um, this might get us canceled so we can edit it out. It but be basically, 
Get us canceled or get you canceled? Yeah, yeah, we're bulletproof. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. No one is from this. So the um, oh wow, basically the whole idea that we were talking about, like Macaulay Culkin being such fire, like having all these movies, having this whole career. Obviously, dude, they were just ordering him at Comet Pizza, like he was on the Podesta pizza list. What's Comet of, Pizza? Uh. You don't know Podesta Comic Pizza? No, what is that? Pizzagate? What? So Podesta, who ran Hillary Clinton's campaign, during the email leaks, there was an email from Podesta to Hillary saying, we're going to meet at Comet Pizza tonight. Here are the toppings of pizzas that we want for our guest list. And it was like, this pizza, this pizza, this pizza. And so each pizza, this is a pedophilia ring. Each pizza is a specific type of young boy. Oh, wow. That's what Pizzagate says. Okay. So, the point is, some of this is obviously true. Like, it's kind of like denying the pedophilia within the Catholic Church. Like, if you're still denying it, it's just stupid. Just because other dumb people believe that it's true doesn't mean that it can't be true. So, So my point... Macaulay Culkin is a topping on the pizza. Oh yeah, he's a specific order of pizza within the pedophilia ring that of Hollywood that probably exists. Well, allegedly, he hung out with Michael Jackson, so um, yes. I mean, exactly yeah, my you, point. You, you never know what's up. Uh, well, look, <laughs> this goes this goes out to. Um, I don't really know how to end this, to be honest, um, right now, but. Don't find yourself home alone. Um, if you have kids, make sure you know that they're leaving the house with you. Uh, number two, uh, if your kid has child shooter eyes, uh, you should be really worried if they start <laughs> learning about pulley systems. And also, uh, what are what are child shooter eyes? The like Culkin the, family. <laughs> number four, make sure you provide your child with enough enough worldly possessions that are completely valueless to fulfill their ego, so that maybe one day they could use those useless possessions as a defense against two hardened criminals. Oh yeah. Also, uh, be if you really want your movie to do well, make a movie about Chicago in the '90s and a movie about New York in the '90s, and have no minorities in the film. And Family <laughs> matters. Come on. Well, I know. Well, they didn't have any. Of that. Yeah, they didn't have any of that in these. Uh, but <laughs> gentlemen, for Home Alone, this is great. Everybody out there, have a happy holiday and yes. a happy New Year. We will be back and next. Merry week. Christmas, canceled it. You filthy animals. <laughs>